opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect public endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney. This is Sunday, October 16th, 2022, and tonight we will be making enchiladas. But before we get started, I'm going to go over a few housekeeping things. Um, if you would like to connect with any of the cooks at ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our list circle, you will get this recipe and many more awesome tips and ideas. You can send a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblinklists.org. And I will repeat that since I blundered it. That is acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblist.org. And if you didn't get to write that down, you can find that information in the description of today's call. And I will repeat it again at the end of the call if time permits. All right. So tonight we are making enchiladas. And the ingredients you're going to need is about one pound of ground beef, one can of refried beans, two cans of enchilada sauce, cheese, corn tortillas, one package of taco seasoning mix, and then additional toppings if you want them, uh, green onions, sliced black olives, uh, and diced tomatoes, and sour cream, or any other toppings you want to add. All right, so I've got my meat started here. I'd already cooked it, and uh, this is good to go ahead and pre-cook your meat. That way, you know, you have it for things like this. You just throw it in the skillet. So I've got about a pound of ground beef in my skillet. I've added my can of refried beans, and I'm going to add about half a can of enchilada sauce. So we're going to mix all this thoroughly. Oh, and then I will add my one package of taco seasoning mix. And the enchilada sauce, it just kind of helps, you know, mix things together real well and gets it kind of smooth and spreadable. So, it, you know, you don't have to heat this up, but it just makes things a little bit easier to spread. When you did. I'm going to mix that up just a little bit more. I'm going to add my chocolate seasoning. And then we'll start assembling our enchiladas. You will also need to heat your oven to 350 degrees. And once we get the um, enchiladas assembled, we will. Um, Put them in our pan and then cover them with cheese if you like cheese. And our toppings, such as the onions, black olives, and tomatoes, stick them in the oven for about 20 minutes just so the cheese melts because everything else is done. You just want to make sure it's heated through and the cheese melts. We'll go over all that in just a few minutes. So, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on recipes you would like to see um, um, in the kitchen with Courtney? Go ahead and raise your hand, and you can share that information. While you're doing that, I'm going to ask Kayla. Kayla, do you ever make enchiladas? I mean, living in Arizona, I hope you do. Oops, I may have caught her off guard. 
Tori, do we have any raised hands? We do not, no. Okay. How many hands in the clubhouse? Nope, we do not. Oh, my. This is pretty heated through, and I'm able to mix it fairly well. And I can tell you it is good and hot. So I'm going to go ahead and unplug my skillet. I'm using a 16-inch electric skillet this evening. So I have more real estate. I think I'm going to add a bit more ground beef. So I'm going to step away and get my ground beef. All right, so yeah, I'm going to add some more ground beef in here. And you can do these with just beef and no beans or just beans. You could also do it with chicken if you wanted or cheese. I'll rinse my hands real quick. Y'all, these are smelling so good. I used to make these a lot for friends and they would come over and say, you know, they would eat them and say, these are better than what you get at the Mexican restaurants. So that's not my words, that's theirs, but they are pretty tasty. All right, so I've got that mixed up very well. And I'm gonna use corn tortillas. Scoot that skillet back so I'll have some room to prepare. These are about six inches, I guess. They come in a big pack. I don't know how many is in here, but I just know it's a bunch. And I've let these sit out for about an hour. I let them sit outside the fridge for about an hour. So they're pretty pliable. If you forget to do that, you can stick them in the microwave for a few seconds, maybe 30, 45 seconds, depending on the pack size and how many you're heating up. And just kind of heat them up a little bit so they can get a little more pliable and they don't start cracking and crumbling when you start boiling them. All right. So I'm going to spoon about a quarter cup of filling on the, in the center of my corn tortilla. And I'm going to roll it up. And how I do that is I take the... Of course, it's round, but the bottom edge that's closest to you or at night, uh, the six o'clock position, I just fold it over the filling and then I just start rolling toward the 12 o'clock position or the top. Before I put that enchilada in there, we need to pour some of the enchilada sauce in the bottom of our pan. I also sprayed my pan with some cooking spray, so I'm just going to pour a little bit in there. I'm using two nine by nine pans, one for me that will have cheese on it and one for my husband, which will not have cheese. He is not a fan of cheese. And you can also put cheese on the inside of your enchilada on top of your meat and bean mixture if you'd like. Just make these your own. Just do fill them with whatever you want and however you want. And you don't want to fill them too much, okay? Because if you fill them too much, then they're going to start cracking and breaking. Yeah. So, 
right. Do we have any hands in Clubhouse or Zoom? Nope. No? No? All right. Nope. They may be busy salivating over there. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait till these get done. I've been craving these for a while. So, oh, and I got that one a little too full because it started breaking on me. We do now have a hand. All right. Who is our hand? Hi, this Diane. is Diane. Yeah. Hi, Diane. How are you this yeah. evening? Thanks for I'm joining. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm great. Um, I just wanted to, um, I was thinking if you're just going to put cheese in your enchiladas, how much cheese would you put inside the enchilada? Um, maybe, um, maybe a third cup. And if you want to do like a mixture of cream cheese and other cheese blends, you could do that. That might be even better. I mean, Oh yeah. I love yeah. cheese. And if you're a cheese lover, can you really have too much cheese? No, you cannot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why okay. I said cheese lovers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. love cheese. Oh my. Yeah. I love, Oh, I, I do. I just love it. Okay. Well, thank I've you. I've never made cheese enchiladas. Because I, I like um, I like my meat. So yeah, and, I like ground beef too. But I was just curious, you know, yeah, in case I ever yeah. made them work too. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And I know Tori asked for a vegan version, and yes, you could do these vegan. Um, I mean, I've got my refried beans. I don't know how. I mean, and you can make your own refried beans. It's just pinto beans. Um, some seasonings. You got jalapenos, and you just and you might put some onions or. You know, I've made them before. I haven't. I don't make them often, but they are so much better than the canned stuff. I'll tell you. So, all right. So we about got this pan full. And once I get, get it full, we'll top it with cheese and onions and we'll get it in the oven and maybe it'll get done close to the time we get through with the call. When I do my chicken enchiladas, I do them a bit differently. And some people will say it's not enchiladas, but it is because that's the way I make it, and that's what I call my recipe. So I use flour tortillas with my chicken enchiladas. And I usually mix a Mexican blend cheese, um, some cream of chicken soup, and sour cream, and my chicken, of course. And I spoon that into my flour tortillas. And I don't, sometimes I'll put the, the red enchilada sauce on it. Sometimes I won't. And you can use red or green enchilada sauce, whichever one you want. That is a personal preference. Or you could do a combo and call them Christmas enchiladas. That would be pretty cool. Red on the inside and green on the top. And these freeze well. Um, I usually don't put my cheese on them if I'm going to freeze it. 
I add the cheese before I put it in the oven to bake. And if you freeze them, you know, let them thaw out some. And then if you don't have time to thaw, you'll need to cook them longer than the 20 or 30 minutes. You just want to make sure that they're good and hot on the inside and your cheese is melted and bubbly. I think I can get one more enchilada in here. Well, not really, but we're going to make it work. All right. So now I'm going to cover it in cheese, y'all. I apologize for my rattling packages. So we're going to just layer the cheese on here. And before you put your cheese, now that I've already put my cheese, you want to um, pour some enchilada sauce over your corn tortillas and then add your cheese. Because that just means I have to add another layer of cheese. Oh, shucks. <laughs> All right, Tori, do we have any hands in there? No, no hands. Okay. Any hands in Clubhouse? And welcome, Clubhouse folks. We're so glad you joined us. Yeah, nope, we don't have any hands. All right. <laughs> okay, so I've got my enchiladas covered with my cheese. I'm going to walk over here and grab my onions, my slice. And this is really uh, when I said to add tomatoes and black olives and the green onions, it's a really pretty presentation when you do that. So if you're into presentation and colors and making your food look good, it's a really, really good presentation. All right. So I've got that ready. I'm gonna slide that in the oven for about 20 minutes. And then we'll get another pan going on here. Alexa, start timer for 20 minutes. 20 minutes, starting now. All right, and we'll check that in 20 minutes. All right, so now I'm going to make another pan with no cheese. Again, I'm just taking my enchilada sauce, and I'm going to pour just a little bit in the bottom of my pan and spread it around to cover the bottom of the pan. That was a little more than I needed, but that's okay. While I'm making these, I'll tell you what I have planned for the rest of the year. Starting in two weeks, I'm going to start talking about and preparing recipes for the holidays. So we have Thanksgiving coming up, and to keep you from having to spend all day in the kitchen on Thanksgiving Day or whatever day you celebrate Thanksgiving, if you celebrate, we're going to start prepping a lot of stuff to go in the freezer. So my plans are to make um, Southern style cornbread dressing. And you can put chicken in it if you like. We put chicken in it in my house. So we'll be making that one week. One week we'll be making some dinner rolls that can be fixed and frozen. Um, do a few casseroles and some desserts, 
So we've got a lot coming up. And um, so the calls may be a little bit longer than an hour because of all the prep work that goes into this. And um, so, yeah, that's what we've, that's what I've got coming up for the next month or so. And then after Thanksgiving, we may work on goodies for the holidays, stuff that you can give as gifts or like hors d'oeuvres to take to parties, things like that. And who knows, we might even throw in a cookie or two. So if you have suggestions, um, something that you would like to see made for the holidays, you can either tell me on the call tonight or you can email me at acbcooks at gmail.com and drop that in the mail for me or in my inbox. Even if you're in another country, you know, go ahead and share. Who knows, it might appear. If I can get the ingredients, we will definitely make it. Um, Kayla, are you back with us? I am. So do you make enchiladas at your house? Um, I don't very often because my kiddos don't like the traditional enchiladas with the enchilada sauce, but we do make an enchilada casserole, which really isn't enchiladas <laughs> because there's no sauce, like the enchilada sauce isn't in it. Yeah. Um, but um, even Jordan knows how to make that now. So it's a nice, quick, easy meal she can make. And um, you use like cream of chicken soup. I, I, I think we usually use two cans of cream of chicken soup, um, which I don't purchase. I make a powdered mix and then you add water to it to reconstitute it. Mm. And um, it, it tastes way better than the canned stuff. Yes, um, it does. A <laughs> container of sour cream. Um, and you, you, you make, you reconstitute your, um, your, your cream soup or you use your cream soup um, and mine is chicken, but you can substitute that, substitute that with whatever flavor you want. Um, and then mix in that sour cream. Um, and that makes kind of the liquidy layer that substitutes that the, the mm -hmm. enchilada sauce that they don't like. Yeah. Um, then we layered that with chips and cheese in a, in a casserole pan. Oh, so I'd yeah. put a layer of chips down and then a layer of that. Um, and then another layer of cheese and then a layer of chips. And I'll do two layers of that. And then I pop it in the oven at 350 for about 25 minutes or so. Oh, I forgot the chicken. You got to put chicken in it. <laughs> so I usually put the chicken in the sauce mixture and I use pre-cooked chicken so a lot of times I'll take um, chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast, and I'll cook them in my crock pot, kind of like you do your beef, um, mm -hmm. but not with as much water, just a little bit of water in the bottom, and I season it. Um, and then I am able to take it out of the crock pot, and I put it in my kitchen, a mixer with the paddle attachment, and it shreds the chicken up. And then all I do is I take a measuring cup. Um, and I usually put like a cup and a half of chicken in each Ziploc bag um, after it cools off a little bit. And then I freeze those. So it's an easy, quick night dinner um, that I can kind of pull together in a very short amount of time. 
Um, you, I've also done it with rotisserie chicken um, or leftover chicken. If we have some leftover meat of some sort, I'll substitute that in. Um, I did not care for the pork in it. I tried pork last time and I just, it didn't, I like the chicken better personally. Um, actually, everyone liked the chicken better. So the pork did not go over um, like I hoped it would because we had a lot of extra pork. So I'm like, I'll just shove it in there. Um, <laughs> but no, it didn't go over that well. So um, I'll kind of stick with the chicken. Um, another shortcut you can make to it is um, you can use a canned chicken. Um, and if you're using the smaller ones you get at the normal grocery store, um, I would put two in. Um, the cans of chicken at Costco come in a larger can. So I typically only put one of those in. But that's kind of my last resort. I need to have something on the table. Maybe someone's coming over and I wasn't expecting them. And you, know, you got to feed your guests. So um, yeah. it's an easy thing. I can pull together, um, pop it in the oven. I always have cookie dough in my freezer all ready to be popped in the oven so we have fresh cookies and it looks like I did a lot that day but it literally took me like 15 minutes to get um the casserole and the cookies all you know my prep time of about 15 minutes and then you have that time so that's kind of my backup plan um as sorts is what we do yeah yeah, if you go to, you know, Costco, Walmart, Sam's, or these other grocery stores, you know, Kroger that have the rotisserie chickens, if you get there at the right time, and I don't know what time that is, usually it's early morning, and they have rotisserie chickens left from the day before, you can usually get them for like half price. So if you can, you know, get there at the right time, catch them on sale, you know, mark down to less than regular price. Then you can, you know, buy up a bunch of them, buy up as many as you can afford and take them home, debone them and throw that chicken in Ziploc bags or in the freezer. Take your chicken bones and dump them in your crock pot and pour water over them and let it cook on high for hours. Some, some recipes say overnight, but, you know, however long you want to do it. And then you've got chicken broth. Just make sure that, you know, you, if you're cooking it overnight or long periods of time that you have plenty of water in there. So just keep a check on the water level in there because you don't want to burn your chicken bones. And I've heard. And I find it. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I find it much easier to clean the chicken when it's cold. So I yes. put it in the fridge for a little while. And then pull it out and um, and clean it that way. It just it seems like the bones separate a lot easier from the meat. Yeah, it does. It does. And you know, if you want some added flavor to your chicken broth, throw in the skin and the fat too, because you can always you know skim that out of, off your chicken broth. It just adds more flavor. And I have known of some people that will put their chicken bones in the oven and roast them I don't remember how long and what temperature or anything I just remember seeing it and it just adds a new dimension of flavor to your broth so all right do we have any hands in zoom we do not what about in clubhouse 
No, we don't. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, I was like, quiet crowd tonight. I know. We have a lot more. <laughs> I know. Maybe they're comatose or something. I don't know. So. <laughs> All right. So I have just finished my third pan of enchiladas. So this has made three number nine pans of enchiladas and I could probably do more, but we're just going to hold off because that may be too much noise for me to get those out, uh, get another pan out and get it prepped. So we're just going to hold off and only cut after the call. So I'm going to cover this one with cheese as well. Probably what I'm going to do with this one is just cover it with aluminum foil and stick it in the fridge and then I can cook it later on this week. Since I'm putting the cheese on it, and I forgot to put my enchilada sauce on it again. I think we had a question the other day. Can you multitask on the ACB Presents? And I said, well, yeah, I can multitask. Apparently, I can't. <laughs> I can multitask. I just can't think and, and multitask. So, But, yeah, I'll probably just stick these in the oven one day this week and have that for dinner. If I had not put my cheese on there, I could have could have put that in the freezer. And it might do well with the cheese on top. I mean, I'm sure it would, but I'm just, I'm weird that way. So I'm going to go ahead and cover this one with some green onions. And I chopped up two bunches of green onions today because I'm going to use the rest of them later this week when I make tuna patties for dinner. Right, so I want to hear from you guys and gals. What are some of the dishes that you like to eat for your Thanksgiving meal? And don't be shy because you may give me some ideas. Kayla, come on, pick on you. What kind of recipes do you eat for Thanksgiving? I know about your turkey. Um, yeah, so um, mashed potatoes. Those take kind of a long time to make. I'm not sure if you can make those ahead of time or not. Yes, you can. And or how to can, do that. You can freeze so, them. Yep. So that would be one um, because I've never froze mashed potatoes before. That would be really cool to learn. Um, and then, of course, we have like a green bean casserole, which to oh, me, yeah. that seems like you could definitely make that ahead of time and freeze it. Yes. And maybe just throw your onions on right before you put it in the, but the crunchy onions, mm -hmm. your French onions. Yeah. Your on French right before you onions. put them in the oven. Yeah. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. What else do I make? I always make stuffing. Um, sometimes I will also make a sweet potato casserole. Oh, man, I am hungry. This isn't fair. It's just making me more hungry. <laughs> oh, okay. Rolls. This is Rolls are definitely one I always make yes. um, that we can always make. So, ooh, yum. Fresh baked rolls. Mm. You have hit on several things that I have thought that, yeah, we would make on the call. So, I have a question on your sweet potato casserole. 
marshmallows or pecan topping. All right, do we have any hands in Clubhouse or Zoom? Not in Clubhouse. We have one in Zoom. Julie. Julie, welcome. Hey, good evening. Um, yeah, so going to the Thanksgiving thing, um, she'd mentioned the sweet potato casserole, um, which I make too. Um, I don't know that I'd make that more than a week out, but I have a slow cooker one that I put um, pecan topping on it. And then I also have a corn casserole that I make that uses both regular and um, cream style corn and um, a few other things thrown in there too, cornbread mix. And um, it's, it's not a, it's, it works out pretty well. So I, I like it. Oh, would you be willing to share that corn casserole recipe with us? And I'm like, yeah, I can. Sounds good. I can and, send it to the list. All right. And whenever I cook it, I'll let you know and you can come tell us how you fix it. You can tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, pea enchiladas, like, do you have trouble with them sticking when you use the uh, cheese? Just because sometimes when I've made enchiladas, it just, you have those little corner areas you know that's just like right yeah um, so does it do that for you i'm gonna be honest and say i don't remember because what i do usually when i'm cooking casseroles like this or you know enchiladas i put it in an aluminum faint pan that's disposable so if it sticks i don't think it does. it's been so long since i've made these too i don't think it does um and i spray my pan with cooking spray on the bottom and around the sides. So um, that helps some. And then I've got the enchilada sauce that also keeps it from sticking some as well. Good question. Uh, I don't typically have it stick, or if it does, you know, it, it's not too bad that I can't, you know, scrape it off with my spoon. <laughs> Good question. And thanks for the, the ideas on Thanksgiving meals. All right. So what we do typically for Thanksgiving, um, let's go to my in-laws. <laughs> um, but thankfully, my in-laws are coming to us this year. So um, I'm planning on doing, you know, of course, the, the chicken and dressing, like my grandmother used to make. Um, and it's a good recipe. It's one that you can put in the crock pot and cook as well. So, you know, you're not tying up your oven. Um I used to do a hash brown casserole that's really good. Um, of course, the green bean casserole, homemade macaroni and cheese, sweet potato casserole, and then we do some desserts. So um, there's got to be, you know, uh, pumpkin pie for some, apple pie for others, and pecan pie. We're in the South, so we got to have pecan pie. Um, and usually those three are store-bought. Uh, I've never made those. And who knows? I might do it this year. It just depends on my schedule. So, all right. Do we have any other raised hands? Nope. All right. Any in Clubhouse? Nope. None in Clubhouse. Oh. Well, I'm going to check my timer. Alexa, how much time is on the timer? You have two minutes and 40 seconds left on your 20-minute oh, timer. Yeah. 
So and uh, we can't forget dessert though with our yeah. our dinners. Come on now, it's all about the dessert, right? So we need some pumpkin exactly. pie and maybe a pecan pie. So I'm gonna try my hand. Pumpkin roll, hummingbird, yum. <laughs> hummingbird cake this year. Um, it's I don't know if y'all, you know, if other parts of the country have hummingbird cakes and no hummingbirds are endangered or, or their lives are not taken when we make these. So that's, that was the first question my husband asked. So it's a spice cake mix and it's got bananas and pineapple and pecans in it. And I don't know what else. And then it comes with a cream cheese frosting. So it's kind of like a carrot cake in a way, but oh my gosh, it is so yummy. So, so yummy. That so, sounds yummy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to try my hand at that, and like I said, I may try to bake some pies. I'm not confident enough to make my own pie crust yet, so we will be doing the pre-made stuff if I do them. All right, anybody in Clubhouse want to share what you do for your Thanksgiving traditions or even Christmas? Because in my house, you know, with my family, it's the same meal for both occasions and I know some people say oh we only get stuffing once a year and growing up we got it just about once a month at my house you know so it's it's not a treat to me it's just another meal for me but anybody else want to share well I'm not going to share but I just I just wanted to tell you I'm on my way over for some enchiladas (laughs) <laughs> come on, come on. That, just come on over they'll be ready by the time you get here yeah i think i'll come <laughs> over too i think uh sounds great so um i think i'll just fly over you know okay all right yeah when you get here just come on in doors unlocked so y'all just come on in <laughs> sounds delicious. this is diane i was interested in the um the hash brown casserole that sounds really good okay I will definitely share that recipe. I don't know it by heart, um, but that was one I was considering, one of the casseroles I was considering doing. So I know, I don't know exact, but it's got a bag of the cubed hash brown, frozen hash browns, cream of mushroom soup, sour cream, onions, Mm, and cheese. Alexa, stop. You mix all that together and then top it with crushed cornflakes and then mm. pour, pour butter over that. I mean, you know, you got cheese, sour cream, and butter and cream of cream of soup, as I call it. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds it's, delicious. Yeah, it's so good. My my dad's mom used to make that for um, Thanksgiving. So, yeah, it's really good. So, we usually have turkey and ham. So. Yeah. Sometimes they call that wedding potatoes. Yeah, and I've heard it called funeral potatoes as well. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> well. oh no. <laughs> so we're gonna I've always heard of them as funeral potatoes, and I think that's because there's so much fat and numminess in them that they get you just a little closer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or because it makes such a big batch, and that's what they serve at funeral luncheons. Yeah, that's usually, you know, it's. Well, as it's quick and easy to throw together, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and take to someone's home when there's a death in the family. 
Yeah. Again, I don't know about other parts of the country. I don't know, you know, in the north or the west, if y'all do that. In the south, everybody converges at the house and brings food and casseroles and cakes. Oh. And, you know, absolutely. You, you hate that, you know, you're having a funeral, but oh man, some of the food sometimes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to sound more yeah. bitter. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want anybody to die on us. So don't, you know, no, 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 no. the ideas. <laughs> Um, we do have another hand. Okay. Who is our next hand? It's a phone number I'm not sure on. A 304 okay. number ending in 342. All right. Welcome. Tell us who you are and what's your question or comment. Yeah. I thought it might be. But I'm not sure. Sierra? Sierra? Sierra, that's me. Sierra from West Virginia. And well, nice to talk with you. I don't think I ever had of. And you know, Mexican food's good. I bet the enchiladas would be delicious. <laughs> they are wonderful. And, oh, I bet. Because I do like um, Mexican food. And, uh, you know, I did also want to say, um, Perhaps you could uh, pass along greetings for me to your your usual sidekick, Carrie. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've talked with her sometimes. Uh, I've talked with her on friendship circle and stuff. Maybe you could say hi to her for me if you talk to her. All right, I will. Mm-hmm. I will. Well, thanks for joining us, Sierra. <laughs> and I hope you come back. <laughs> so, Well, thanks for joining, and and yes, I'll get that out for you. All right. Do we have any other hands? All right. We have a raised hand. Awesome. Who do we have there in Clubhouse? You can unmute and... um, Amanda? Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, man. You guys can hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this year for Thanksgiving, um, I think we're going to do something different. Uh, I think we're going to do baked salmon. And uh, so so we're going to do something a little bit more on the healthier side. And then... um, 
and then I make a I make a Mediterranean salad that I know that my dad likes. And so anything else I am not sure. <laughs> it depends on what my son wants. And um because usually he wants like some kind of macaroni and cheese, homemade macaroni and cheese. And uh but beyond that I'm not sure what else we're gonna do. So Hey, that sounds good. I'm going to just come to your house. That way I don't have to cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it something simple. Yeah. And sometimes that's what we did. I mean, growing up as a kid, we did Thanksgiving and Christmas meals. They were pretty much the same. And as the family has grown up, gotten married and moved off and had kids of their own, it's getting more and more simple. And we usually do put some steaks on the grill and just do steak and baked potato and salad. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When there's not many of you, then it's okay to do that. Even if there is a lot of you, it's okay to do that. So. Mm. Yeah. As long as somebody's willing to man the grill. <laughs> exactly. And my, my sister cooks a really good steak and mine's pretty good too. Um, yeah, I, I haven't gotten back to grilling yet, you know, since I lost yeah. my sight. It's just something I haven't um, tackled. I've tried it a couple of times and I enjoy doing it. I just don't take the time to go out there and practice and, and do it more. Usually when I'm ready to grill, it's too hot so, or raining. So. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Amanda. All right. Do we have any other hands in Clubhouse or Zoom? Nope. Okay. Nope, not in Clubhouse. All right. Well, the enchiladas are out of the oven. They smell fabulous. And I can't wait to dig into them. So, but um, mm -hmm. we'll go ahead and end the call. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Tori, thank you for hosting this evening. Lucy, thank you for moderating in Clubhouse. And I don't know if you connected us, but whoever connected us in Clubhouse, thank Nikki. you so much. Uh, Nikki, yes, I forgot Nikki. Um, <laughs> and then Katie, thank you for streaming on ACB Media. We do appreciate that. And thank you all so much for coming. Oh, can't forget my sidekick, Kayla. Thank you for jumping in and helping out as well. Appreciate you. I love you so much, my friend. And I appreciate each of you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you at the next community event. Y'all have a great Sunday. Thank evening. you.